This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run education programs for schools, communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne. I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction, babies, relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so that we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today, I'll be asking FPV CEO Claire Vesenga about something which is often seen as controversial in school relationships and sexuality education pleasure. Adults know that one of the main reasons that people choose to have sex is the pursuit of pleasure. Yet often when people reflect back on their experience of sexuality education, they notice that if they had any at all, it was focused around sex to make babies, contraception, STI risk. As people become sexually active, they sometimes realize that perhaps they should have learned more about how to negotiate consent have pride in their sexuality, and how to make informed decisions. At Family Planning, we take a sex-positive approach to our work. We understand that sex is supposed to be pleasurable, but it can also be a source of pain and distress. Our work tackles the worries and risks around sex without reinforcing fear, shame, or taboo. When we talk about sex in school, we would say that sex is a decision that someone who is adult in their body and mind can make, and that sex is supposed to make people feel good about themselves and each other. We also talk about contraception, STI, correct use of condoms in secondary school. Being sex positive does not mean that we encourage young people to have sex. In fact, research shows that young people who have comprehensive sexuality education are more likely to delay their initial sexual experience. So what do we, or could we say, to young people about pleasure? So Claire, thank you for talking to me. Can you explain a little bit more about what having a sex positive approach means at Family Planning Victoria and what pleasure has to do with our work in clinical and educational settings here? Thank you, Anne, for the question. Uh, Sex positive approach to our education and our clinical services is about ensuring that people have the information that they need, the health literacy that they need, that they know their rights and responsibilities to enjoy something that is a fundamental part of our human experience, our humanity. It's something that everyone at some time in life will hopefully have the opportunity to enjoy and having a positive approach to that means that true contribution to health and well-being is made through intimate relationships. In 2018, you hosted a forum entitled The Pleasure Agenda that brought together professionals from many sectors. What was the outcome of that discussion? So the forum was uh, held in Melbourne, as you said, in 2018. We had uh, representatives from uh, universities, so researchers, from government, so the people who make the policies, education, so our teachers who go into schools and provide 
reproductive and sexual health education and from clinicians who are working in our clinical services. We're also fortunate enough to have some people who worked as sex therapists so they, and from the disability sector. So they br brought to the table um, another dynamic to the conversation. What we found through our discussion was that really we need more research in this area. Intuitively, we believe that uh, having a sex-positive approach and health and well-being are, of course, closely connected to the experience of relationships. But actually having the research to demonstrate how that does align is something that we really need to have more information on. So the research component is very important. Secondly, we um, identified that we need a, a policy environment from government that supports our work in looking at the pleasure component of reproductive and sexual health. At the moment, the word pleasure is not found in any of the policies. It's not found in the curriculum. And we're not alone in Australia. There are many countries in the world where pleasure is not generally used when discussing reproductive and sexual health. And yet we all know that intuitively it is such an important component. So from the forum that we held, we agreed to hold another forum focusing on the first part that we thought was of importance and that was the research component and that forum was held last year. The next thing we will do once we have our research underway is we'll start to work with the, the departments of education and health to look at setting the uh, policy environment so that we have an authorising environment to allow this work uh, to continue. Mm. And it sort of lines up with what the World Health Organization defines sexual health as, that it's more than just being free of disease, that it's about positive experiences. Absolutely. And that's, uh, of course, from a health promotion perspective, that's exactly what we hope to do, not just prevent disease, but look at promoting the positives of, of all aspects of our health, including reproductive and sexual health. The opposite approach to sexuality education, including pleasure, might be considered abstinence-only education. What are the potential health outcomes of abstinence-only education models? Well, as we all know from being young ourselves at some time, an interest in having an intimate relationship is something that does emerge in adolescence. Of course it does. And for an abstinence-only model, we're actually reinforcing a perspective of shame for young people that if they are in fact experiencing an intimate relationship and starting to experiment with their own sexuality that they feel in some way that that behavior is unacceptable and it shouldn't uh, occur and we think this is uh, negative for young people it is not good for their mental health and it certainly is not good for the development of healthy relationships later in life. What are the barriers to having sexual pleasure as part of the way to talk about sex in schools? The area of talking about sex in schools is a, a difficult one to navigate uh, at the best of times. People have anxiety around young people uh, being educated about how to have sex, how to have an intimate relationship, what it means to experiment with your sexuality. 
to introduce the word pleasure in some way there is a, a some concern that we are trivializing the experience of intimacy and in some way making it uh, titillating or or something that uh, is not taken seriously however that's completely contrary to what our intention is where we see pleasure as part of health and well-being and part of a healthy relationship not one that's being trivialized what are the benefits you've mentioned this already what are the benefits of including pleasure as part of sexuality education I think, as I mentioned before, the idea of um, abstinence being um, related to shame and causing mental health challenges for young people, the opposite absolutely occurs when we talk about pleasure and have pleasure accepted as part of an intimate relationship. It's part of the enjoyment. It's part of the human experience. For those of us who have intimate relationships that are pleasurable, we know how that makes you feel. It's positive, it's something you want to do again, it's something that you want to strengthen and continue in life. And for that to be part of the language we use with young people empowers them to advocate for themselves, to be able to identify what they find pleasurable and to be able to have that as part of the consent conversation that they have with a potential intimate partner. And that really is for the safety of our young people and really supports their health and well-being. Mm. We definitely see that in classes, that even after one session, young people are just more likely to ask questions, even if it's to us or to the staff at the school and hopefully to their grown-ups at home. Absolutely. It's uh, that notion of having an authorising environment, that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay not to know the answers, too, for young people. We can't expect that they will know everything when they're young and have yet to experience so much about being an adult. And to provide that environment for young people actually provides them with the the confidence and the, the resilience to be able to have conversations that will stand them well later in life. How could parents include positive messages about sex for pleasure with their young people at home? Be honest. Talk to your young people about why you have an intimate relationship, what you have found enjoyable about that. And I don't mean the the details of uh, intercourse. I mean talking about how you benefit from having someone who is close to you, that you can rely on, that provides you with comfort and pleasure and is someone that's so important to you in your life and in your well-being. And I think honesty with young people, they see it, they hear it, means that they then will go forward with their lives in having uh, an honest relationship with other people. What are your wishes for young people in terms of their sexual health? That they have the education they need, that they develop confidence and resilience around establishing good and healthy relationships, that they are able to form relationships that meet their needs and that they're able to share that experience with their friends and their family so that others too can benefit from the same. And we can do that through having the services that we provide in terms of education but also the clinical support so that young people in particular and of course other adults are able to come to us when something doesn't feel right they know to ask the question and they know it's okay to find out the answers. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for asking Anne. 
Thank you to Claire for talking about this topic of sexual pleasure in education. I think Claire's responses were really calm and really measured. And as she mentioned, this is a topic that can lead to a lot of anxiety, especially from the parent and carer community. Some key things which stood out for me in this discussion are positive sexual experiences are part of sexual health. Sex positive means ensuring people have information and health literacy. More research and policy guidance is needed around this issue. Lack of information about sexual pleasure can reinforce shame. Discussion around sexual pleasure can empower young people to advocate for themselves. For research and recommendations about sexuality education, you can have a look at the UNESCO International Technical Guidance on Sexuality Education, an evidence-informed approach. I'll link to that in the episode notes. Scarletine also has articles for young people on sexual health, including sexual pleasure. For more information about Family Planning Victoria school programs, including resources and lesson plans, you can go to the school's portal on the website. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about FPV, you can go to fpv.org.au. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Contact Doing It directly at doingit.fpv.org.au. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Like it if you like it. Thanks so much for listening.